0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi everybody, Bonnie Bonadeo here on Voice America with Beauty Inside and Out
2: Radio, where we're all about helping consumers to be better educated, informed, and inspired by all things beauty. Now, I know that beauty is a big part of my life, but I meet people every day that are not a part of the beauty industry that really resonate with beauty. And it's funny. It's usually sometimes it's it's the simplest thing. It could be a product. It could be a service that they just had. Or it could be an inquiry that they have. I recently had my ex-sister-in-law uh, find me on Facebook because she she's known I've been in the beauty industry my whole life. And she sent me a message and she says, I'm feeling old. What do I need to do? Now, obviously, that was a very broad, broad um, subject in there. And I'm just like, what do you want to do? She says, I just want to feel younger. I want my skin to look younger. And that kind of resonated to me is just some simple beauty products that I could recommend and refer to her in order to make her feel better about it. And then, of course, it transferred into other things that she could do that she could visit a Medi spa too. But it's amazing how we do really, really, really wrap ourselves around beauty in so many different ways, and not just from a superficial way or a vain way, but for us to feel good. We really do want to look good. So my guest today is Mr. Phil Chang, and he is a retail expert from Hubba.com, and he's going to let us know the latest trends, the retail buying habits of consumers, what's hot, what's not. And so I'm looking forward to hearing all of this as well, Phil. So thank you for joining me today.
3: (laughs) Thanks for having me. I am excited to be here. Uh, Cosmetics is is a super fun category, and uh, it's going to be a great season, so I think it'll be really fun.
2: Yeah, really. There's a there's always a lot going on. Um, you know, people people are fascinated by beauty, cosmetics. Even now that it's being categorized in health and wellness,
0: mm-hmm. it yeah.
2: all kind of unfolds under that big umbrella of beauty for a lot of people. And there's so much new technology and so many new opportunities that. That really work. It's not just hope in a jar anymore with a lot of what we used to say back in the day. So I'm really excited to hear all of this. But first, of course, my listeners always want to know who you are, where you came from and how you got started in all of this.
3: Sure. Yeah, you got it. I uh, So I'm, I'm the retail expert at Hubba.com. You can head to Hubba.com and check it out. We're a, a gathering place for uh, brands and retailers. So we help brands find new retailers and we help retailers find new brands. And along the way, you'll hear about this as well uh, today, is just uh, we connect influencers as well. And that's uh, bloggers, microbloggers, um, people who are significant voices in the industry who have a lot to say about cosmetics or, or any okay. industry. And uh, we connect those folks with brands as well as retailers as well. Uh, that's Hubba.com. How, yeah.
2: how did you get started in this?
3: Yeah, so I, um, a little bit about me. I, I started, uh, I've I'm been in the industry a very long time. So I am a package goods guy. So I, um, I've worked at some very big places like Unilever and Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer and uh, Revlon along the way, uh, and I've done everything from you know sales and trade marketing into global franchise, and so I've worked on some pretty cool brands. Uh, you know when um, you know when we were talking before, I joke that I know far more about women's health than uh, any man should, and I, I probably do. <laughs> um, so
2: <laughs> we're okay with that, though. Just so you know. <laughs> uh,
3: excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do have a background in uh, all sorts of packaged goods, but. Um, in particular, I've spent a lot of time at, at Revlon, and then also at uh, Johnson and Johnson, where I looked after Aveeno and Neutrogena for quite a while as well. So, uh, anything from face, lip, nail, all the way into anti-aging, or just really great lotion for your skin—we've uh, probably, I've probably handled it or touched it somewhere along the way. So, yeah,
2: and yeah. and those brands that you just mentioned, those are mm-hmm. billion-dollar brands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so there's yeah. how big this market is. Just one product out of a company under the umbrella of Unilever can be that single product, or that okay. that that brand within that big broad umbrella of Unilever can be a billion dollar brand.
3: Oh yeah, and it it can be wide ranging, right? So you look at a Dove, for instance, and Dove is uh, responsible for so many things. I mean, they do. You know, they started with with just skincare and and having great soap. Uh, is what they're remembered for, but they've they've spanned right into shampoos and then facial creams and the, you know, the men's an market and yeah. deodorant. And oh my gosh, they are all over the place.
2: And you know oh, what yeah. I love? Like, I love their campaigns. And, and the, the strange thing is, is, and maybe you can help us out with this too, Phil, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in beauty. I'm, I'm more in the professional sector of beauty, a crossover into more of the retail arena that you're in um, occasionally. But there are... The, some of the Dove campaigns that they do, i don't i I don't really see them out there being widespread or connecting to the consumers. Like okay. it's just kind of this random thing that I'll run across. But mm-hmm. they do some of the most powerful campaigns of of which is so tied to their brand of you know that that about how they see beauty and how beauty is represented. And it's not based on you know symmetrics and you know model figures and all of mm-hmm. that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I really love what they do. Yeah, they're they're really great at it. I mean, um, you know that that kind of aspirational advertising is really amazing, right? And and um, they do that right across the board. You know, how do you feel be- beautiful and those sort of things? And and those are um, just really really uh, cool things that you know only only a mega brand can do, right? So they they can put out these commercials that don't necessarily need to tie right back to sales because it's more about you know, loving the brand and making sure that you love the brand, right? Which is, uh, which is a very cool,
2: right? And, yeah. and you you can't discount the quality of their products because that has always remained intact. You know, over all the years that that a lot of these companies, you know, Avenos and Dove's and all yeah. of these companies have been in existence. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's it's um it's it's this great big market with all these big players, but I think. Um, they are they are the standard for for quality in the marketplace, and and they just they keep putting it out, and you know all of them they all they all compete super hard to make sure that they get a piece of the pie. You know, um, I mean the market's pretty big; it's three hundred and eighty two million dollar billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they get a good portion of it. But we we've seen of late, um, particularly in Hubba, we've actually seen it, but we've seen it across the market is just. Uh, folks are starting to challenge, you know, small brands are starting to challenge that with some really, you know, really cool trends, right? So you'll see things like uh, organic and um, mm-hmm. hypoallergenic and, and probiotic products, 100% natural products, right? They're starting to get into uh, cruelty-free and, uh, and vegan products is a big thing. Um, so, you know, this market, I think, is actually about to get bigger because most of those products require... Uh, a, a more expensive, like a, a higher cost, to be able to make those products. So, I think at, at 300 and $382 dollars, it's, it's probably going to get about thirty uh, percent bigger. <laughs> oh, I, I'm t- guess. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I can guarantee that. Certainly, that is the case, and you're right. You know, one of the trends that I saw at the at uh, One of our major shows, which includes retail and professional brands, and it's, again, doing that same thing, hooking up brands with suppliers and retailers um, and wholesale suppliers as well. And one of the things that I saw, it was a huge trend this past summer at the big event, was this organic, natural vegan and but and it was interesting because they were really very specific about it you know that it's as organic as it can be without sacrificing the performance or the shelf life
3: yeah
2: you know because we all say uh, if it's something that's really natural does it have to be refrigerated how long can it sit on the shelf type of thing so right yeah yeah but they've come a long way with being able to make manufacture this type of quality product where in the past it wasn't that easy to do
3: yeah. i think I think the big thing probably just to watch in the next couple of years is is whether they decide to go down the path of actually defining what organic and mm-hmm. you know what all that means, right? Because I think the only one out there that's um, truly defined is the cruelty free. Uh, mm-hmm. But everything else like vegan and organic, probiotic, you know, hypoallergenic, um, non-comedogenic is is actually a thing that's proven as well. Hypoallergenic is sort of proven, uh, but everything else is um, even organic is you It's know, brand labels. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can you can claim it, and uh, it really depends on how you spin your data or how you look right. at you know yeah yeah.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I think the consumers are demanding more of that. So, mm. these the manufacturers have to get more savvy with it. And I understand these big organizations like some of the ones that you've worked for, yeah. you know, they're in big business. So, you yeah. know, it, it, it's these smaller lines like you were talking about, especially yeah. the ones that the influencers are bringing to life. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that are doing it. But then you have to question, can they do it on a billion-dollar level?
3: Yeah, I think… It'll you be know, interesting Not just to business, watch. Yeah. but can
2: the product itself sustain itself on, at a billion-dollar level?
3: Yeah, it, you know, there's, there is that question. I mean, little brands, uh, that's, a, that's a big theme this year, and we'll see it continue next year and into the year after, is this kind of um, what our CEO calls the rise of the craft brand. And that is little brands that have taken it to the big brands, have picked a niche, and, and have started to build. And so you do see these kind of organic um you know, hypolateral, whatever you want to call them, right? All these kind of niche products. And the question will be, how far do they go before they really run into those issues? Right. Cause you, you do, I mean, the, the big guys are big guys for a reason, right? They figured mm-hmm. out how to make the best mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. for the right price and, and then like barrels and barrels and barrels yeah. <laughs> of it. Right. So, so the little guys, yeah, that is the question is how, how far can you get out maneuvering the big guys before you actually become a big guy?
2: Right. Yeah. So, well, and the trend that we see in in the professional sector is people build up this really unique brand, this high quality product. It has a great story and feel to it, and then the big guys just come and buy it up and then take it to that next level.
3: Yeah, so there's that's there's definitely that's what that we
2: is. see a lot happen yeah. um, in our side of beauty over yeah. here. Now I have to ask you, Phil. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it sounds like you're from Canada.
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's heard true. A
2: ab- about in there. <laughs> and, um, and uh but what had you get into this what had you get into this? I mean really what did you want to do when you grew up? Was it I want to I want to be I want to know more about beauty products than the average woman?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's isn't that what every teenage, you know, kid dreams of when they when they um you know when they grow up is is to know more about women's products than women do? Mm-hmm. Uh no no, it's I I, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um no, I you know what? I I um I'm just one of those guys like I I like I am fascinated by products, so I, I am by all definitions a retail geek. I love everything about, you know, the science of um, stories and the science of, um, you know, the science of, of how you shop. So how a woman goes in and buys and all those sort of things, you know. So cosmetics is is such a fascinating fascinating category. I mean, women spend. Uh, here's a fun fact for you: so three hundred eighty-two billion dollars. Only eighty-five percent of it is bought by females. There's a fifteen percent male base that makes up almost sixty billion dollars in beauty sales, which is a lot of beauty products being bought by men uh, for men, right? Right. So that's yeah. you know, yeah. and so it's stuff like that that makes me really fascinated with the industry and and um, and how it works and and how things are laid out. So I, I am that guy when I go into stores. I do. I, I look at shelves, I look at what gets placed on what shelf and and what women stop and look at. Occasionally I've been known to be thrown out of the store because it, it looks kind of creepy because I am standing and watching women pick <laughs> stuff off the <laughs> And they don't always accept the you know, but you shouldn't you shouldn't lurk in aisles, guys, if you're listening to this. Don't lurk in the aisles, but um, but I do do it because it helps me understand, you know, what shopping behavior looks like. So
2: right, you need I, to have a sandwich board on that says I'm in the business of, you know,
3: <laughs> of retail cosmetics. It's yeah. okay that I'm yeah. you know,
2: hanging out here.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know what though? But the problem with the, the sandwich board is I actually get too much attention and then nobody I'm wants, sure. you know, sure. then they want to know how much I know. And then, and then they don't go and pick their products and then I don't learn anything about what they're doing. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, so I, I am, uh, I am, yeah. So, I mean, that's how I got into it. I, uh, I worked, you know, in all these big companies, and um, traditionally, these roles are, you know, the the women's health roles or the women beauty roles are, are typically women dominated. And then you, occasionally, you get a, a retail geek like me who really doesn't mind transcending and, and getting into these categories. And and uh, here I am. Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. that's that's fascinating. So, all right, so we're going to talk about the science of how women are buying and shopping and how trends are created. And, and, and of course we got the holidays coming up. So I'm, I'm sure that this is like a huge uh, time of year for you being in the, in the type of position that you're in um, because, you know, we, we, we become retail fanatic. (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know,
2: I buy more stuff like in the last three weeks of the year than I do all year long, probably, and it's just because you're in that buying behavior. Yeah. Um. And I, of course, I buy more stuff for me than I do for anybody else, and I, I, am But you're I, you supposed
3: know, to. I think like, you're supposed I, I think that's to give gifts, but you're supposed to keep some of them for yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: Well, I can't help it. Two for absolutely. me, one for them. You know, it just yeah. happens that way because you get really caught up in it and stuff. So I know I want to talk about this a little bit further. Yeah. Um. But but. From your point of view and working for hubba dot com, what's like one little tidbit you can share with us before we go to break that will you know fascinate our listeners, like really? So I just wanted to, before we have, we have a minute before we're going to go to break, but give us one more little tidbit of information that um, y- you know from your position that we wouldn't know on our end in regards to maybe the buying behaviors or a particular trend.
3: Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, so this year, you know, metallic lipstick has has been a really hot trend. Uh multicolor highlighters have been a, a really hot trend as well, although not quite rainbow color. We've seen that as well. And uh, metallic lipstick is going to lead to chrome nails, which I think is starting to happen mm-hmm. already, but uh, yeah. it's going to be a big thing next year. Big thing Very in the holidays and then next year as well.
2: Yeah, very good. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Phil and we're going to find out more about some of these high-end trends in beauty cosmetics and then just some trends in general that you're seeing even outside of this beauty, wellness, health, and cosmetic field. Because I'm curious as a consumer you know what is hot out there and uh, what is not so if you're interested in uh, finding out more and you want to tweet me and ask a question for phil you can tweet me at bonnie bonadeo one and then follow me on facebook like my page beauty inside and out show Um, and i look forward to sharing more with you in regards to these trends and phil and i will be right back
3: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
1: Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My guest
2: here today is uh, Phil Chang, and he is a retail expert. They call Hubba's resident retail expert, and he's been around the block a few times in regards to the retail experience. He shared with us in the last segment. He's been with Johnson & Johnson, Unilever, Pfizer, and Target, and he specializes in how trends, brands, get connected to retailers and retailers to brands. And then also, as you said, Phil, the retail geek here, you're mm-hmm. fascinated mm-hmm. by kind of all of that buying behavior and, and, you know the essence of women in some of these purchases especially when we're referencing beauty here and everything so before we went to break you mentioned a couple of things and and i'm already seeing them as trends from my end of the industry so these were great so you said metallics yep Mm -hmm. so gold is back like Mm -hmm. things shiny gold love all of that yeah um two-tone sticks so are these like the contouring sticks and yeah yep A lot of that. So, I book a lot of education for the industry to um, educate industry professionals. And in the makeup uh, realm, these are very popular right now. And then, of course, chrome nails. Um, I haven't seen – I'm seeing them being advertised in our trade magazines. But I personally haven't been able to go and have them done yet because they're not quite in the stores.
0: Like,
3: Mm -mm. they're
2: just launching these collections of chrome nails.
3: I think it's going to be, you know, it's kind of that, um, you know, what they do a lot of, I mean, part of the formula is you you advertise ahead of time, so it, it makes the consumer think that they're on top of the trend, and then you kind of build up, you know, four to six weeks worth of, of kind of trend building, if you will, and then they roll them out to store as almost like a holiday thing. So gold will be in for holiday, not just even um, – you know, in lipstick or, or in makeup, but you're going to see that in your homes too. So, uh, Christmas decorations will be a lot of gold. Gold is uh, a big thing. Everyone's going to want to buy that back in. And, and then, uh, and then you'll see the, the chrome nails come in too, as part of a, almost like a holiday, holiday color, if you will, just like, you know, um, like fall colors, if you will. So, uh, Mm -hmm. you'll see that come back in. Yeah. It's, it's a really neat, uh, it's a neat trend because uh, they've they've kind of kicked back the old as new, so there's a whole lot of 19, 1990s coming back in in twenty sixteen. So uh, that's what that's where that gold and that um, that metallic lipstick comes from is is from, you know, the nineties and and having those as very prominent things. Uh, you'll see some of that, like so, uh, slip dresses were were very big in the nineties. Ah, uh, guys, if you're listening to me, uh, it does freak you out a little that I actually know what a slip dress is, but it's true. You know, slip dresses <laughs> are back, and then so are you know, so is gold. It's it's all part of this 1990s. Well, you have to, yeah, and you can
2: you can look at these some of these trends, and you can go back to some of the movies back in that mm-hmm. day. So, like the late 80s, the early 90s to the mm-hmm. mid 90s, and you can recognize all of those trends.
3: Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Like, For I just, a sure.
2: couple movies and a couple scenes and movies get, came right back up in regards to this whole thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, I totally, I totally hear you. The, you know, the other thing that's kind of neat is, like, in the 90s, there are some really interesting kind of pastel-y or frosty colors that that came up a lot. Uh, and and so, this is kind of, you know, this metallic Coloring is, is like the cooler version of that because nobody wants to go back to the frosty pastelly colors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the uh, what do they call them? It's like a uh, an icy pink, I think is what they yeah. refer to that as. So, and so nobody really wants to go back to that, but they do, you know, like a metallic pink is really cool. Uh, and that's kind of where they've kind of stepped up the 1990, 1990s game into a 2016 game.
2: Yeah. So how do you define, like, when you talk about trends, um, you know, coming out? Is a trend that kind of like peaks and valleys, um, you know, is there a timeline to how trends come out and before they're kind of faded out and any of that Mm -hmm. science behind it?
3: Yeah. um, I mean, a, a trend, it's a funny thing. It's an art and a science, right? And so you do You'll see it. I mean, we're probably closer to measuring what it, what a, how long a trend lasts based on social media impressions and things like that, which we never had before. I mean, we talk about the 1990s. You just talked about it, and I guess if you were so inclined, you could count the number of mentions in a magazine to figure out what was trending and what wasn't. Uh, but you know, very that was a very art sort of exercise here. You really can. You can. You can go on social media and, and start to track what folks are talking about, how often it gets mentioned, uh, how often it gets searched, and that would help you with the science of a trend. Typically, in cosmetics, there's there's um, there's almost like movements and trends, but I would say that uh, for sure that anything color is is typically a trend where it lasts a season. Um, If you follow commercial marketing, it would be, you know, whatever buying season that happened to be. So we're moving into holiday season, it'd be really hot. So you'll see kind of this metallic thing come out and then then it'll change again for, for next year, if that makes sense.
2: Right, everything comes in mm. and out except for black. Black yes. never goes out of style.
3: Black or black is blacker, or uh-huh. the black is black, or the, the blackest <laughs> of blacks. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's right. Or yeah. I thought it was orange, but I discovered it's really just black.
3: <laughs> yes, it's
2: true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Good. All right, let's talk about. Some of these trends. So you you shared with us metallics, mm-hmm. uh, two tone type um, contouring sticks in the cosmetics. What else? Yeah. I mean, even from fashion to health wellness, like give us the gamut yeah. of some really really moving trends that you're seeing right now that consumers are can't get enough of.
3: Yeah, so I, I would say that actually the there's there's actually a couple and they are they're weird ones. So I, I promise you, they're like some of them there are colors, but there's a lot that's not. Uh, and a lot of them are, they, they're almost trends going to movements. So the the ones that are trends are some things that we mentioned already. So organics is, is on the move. Uh, we see organics searched by retailers in Hubba all the time. And it is a category. It's funny, I just um, had a podcast with Lust Habit, which is a subscription box in Australia. They're the number one mm-hmm. subscription box in Australia. And Lust Habit is actually looking for organic um, cruelty-free uh, vegan cosmetics because that is a big, big trend, uh, and they are looking for those as as the next uh, set of brands to move up in the world of of um, being fashionable and being trendy. Uh, it is a lifestyle. They are starting to. People are starting to take apart those things that we touched on, like hypoallergenic and probiotic, and what do they mean? Where does it come from? And so ingredient lists and those sort of things are going to be really important uh, into the new year in terms of, um, you know, things that people search. Uh, and they're starting to, you know, they're starting to look at that stuff. So you look at the big brands of the world that have some cool, um, healthy properties to them, like the Avenos of the world and um, and even some of the Neutrogena stuff, right? The, the more natural stuff. And then uh, Biore or... Um, Estee Lauder has a lot of those properties in them. And, and consumers are starting to take those apart a little to see, you know, to test for, um, you know, true true active natural ingredients in them so that they can uh, figure out whether those are, are right things for them or, or they have to go somewhere else and find them. So right. that's one. Okay, uh, I would say that that's a, a very big trend. Uh, one, the other trend that's uh, taking off, again, that's slightly different is um, I mentioned lust habit, the other one that's very prominent in there is birch box. Mm-hmm. Um, and so folks are um, I say folks, but I really mean women um, because the the mm-hmm. Asian uh, the Asian men buys a lot of um, uh, cosmetics, but but nobody else does really yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, lust habit, birch box, those sample boxes are growing like crazy. So uh, if you take all of beauty and you look at, uh, men's, women's, you know, um, everything from fragrance to beauty care to personal care and all those sort of things. Uh, there's a lot of boxes in there. There's Birchbox. There's Lust Habit. There's Dollar Shape Club. There's Harry's. Uh, and these are all very, very big names that have, have made a name for themselves in beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're and if you're wondering, like a subscription box is, is something you sign up for, you pay uh, a certain amount of money every month, and then you get a really cool box delivered to you with a whole set of products that um, you can you can try and and test out. Usually full size samples, um, so they're not tiny little sachets or anything like that, and you get to try them out, test them. Uh, and and decide whether you like them before you have to go buy them, which is uh, which really- is, Which experience. is great
2: because mm-hmm. it's a sea of products out there when you're referencing beauty. So I, I've mm-hmm. always loved the birch box concept. And I know that there's a couple others out there that that do this really well too. So it's, it's you know, for women that are looking to like sample things, um, you know, but I mean, try, really try. It's not just, mm-hmm. like you said, not just a sample, but to, mm-hmm. to try it out, try it on, um, and then, of course, you know, creates that opportunity of saying, I love this product. I want to buy it again. And, mm-hmm. and I've done that with, mm-hmm. with uh, Birchbox items and even some of the apps um, that, uh, that I've downloaded onto my phone, you know, like Your mm-hmm. Cam Makeup. Yeah. I mean, it's one where I can try makeup on, take a picture of myself, try makeup on. And then if I like the color on me, I can literally click on the link and buy it.
3: Yeah, no, those you know, are those are really cool. It's they're just, it's getting they're so ways. much easier
2: to find what I want without having to be in a in a in a major yeah. you know store of going yeah. oh my gosh which one? How do I try it? How do I
3: yeah.
2: how do I test it? Is it the right color on me? I don't want to buy it and then come home and then it ends up just being in my drawer of unused items, you know.
3: That's and and that kind of leads to another really neat trend, right? Because consumers want the consumer is getting smarter every day. And so what they really want is the ability to try something that's an experience for them and not get a product pushed to them.
1: So Mm -hmm. you do
3: see, you know, you do see that migration to, whether it be the boxes of the world, the apps um, or something like a Sephora or an Mm Alta, where the experience is is very experiential, whether it's online or it's in store, all of those are experiential Moments where you know uh, a woman can go in, she can not feel pressured by the product um, or the people selling the product, but really get a chance to try it, feel it, like it, and then decide. You know, be a real consumer and decide. You know, do I want to buy it? Uh, do I want to think about it? You know, or I don't like it and I want to go back to something else. Right. So yeah, because I mean uh, that's
2: mm-hmm. been available to us women for. You know, eons here. You go into the yeah. department store and you have all of these beautifully well-dressed ladies in kind of their lab coats and mm-hmm. and it's like, I do really do want to try some things, but here's mm-hmm. what we do. We, we yeah. know we're going to be oversold or this is what's happened to us one time so then it becomes a memory that it will happen every single time. Yeah. So we avoid those arenas because I don't want to be oversold. I, I mm-hmm. want to shop around and look and touch and taste and feel and all of those mm-hmm. things but I don't want to be like, pushed on. Yeah. And that's why yeah. it's not working at those cosmetic counters anymore in the department stores. Yeah. So that's why people yeah. are going to Sephora Ulta's, uh, Max, buying directly o- from online apps versus even, yeah. you know n- without even experience in them. It's just yeah. kind of a referral and that's where the influencers come in.
3: Yeah, it's um you know the other one that that ties this all together is the number of brands that have um have walked away from big Advertising and simply stuck to a very social media game. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a whole set of brands out there that do all of their marketing on Instagram, and that's mm-hmm. all they do. And they have done such a great job of being able to to market on Instagram and then and then really make a name for themselves. Right. So right from Instagram, you can then go to their store and buy it. And for women, that is such a big thing because in Instagram, you're able, you know, it's all about the pictures, right? And so, they get to see how is it used, you know, what what else should I wear, you know, because they get hints out of that, right? So, what is a fashionable thing to be wearing when I'm wearing these colors, you know, what's the context of how they're wearing it, you know, and and just really be able to see you know, what other people say about these products and, and see who loves this stuff as well. Um, so they're not just trusting the big media, you know, seeing it in a commercial or whatever. They really are. They want to see it through their own eyes and, and be able to um, feel like they love it before, you know, they ever buy it, which is uh, a really, it's really cool. Like it's it's such an empowering thing for a consumer because you're no longer being guided to a choice. You get to pick what you like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that comes from a referral or like you said, in uh, you mm-hmm. know, a post, a, a social mention mm-hmm. um, where people will be like, I love that. You know, the other day I was, I was working with this uh, young gal and, and of course, you know, she was, she was beautiful. Um, and she had um, what the evening was, was for uh, one of the organizations that I support is Red Thursday. And uh, it helps people. Uh, uh, cancer patients with just everyday things you know you need to ride to chemotherapy you need somebody to stop by the grocery store for you that type of stuff and uh, so we all were red that evening and she had on red lipstick that was so amazing like her red lipstick stayed on all night long all right. night long <laughs> and uh, and so I said to her I said oh, you have to tell me what that lipstick is because yeah. seriously it hasn't moved and it looks perfect even yeah. three hours later into this evening, yeah. and so she told me that it was the Sephora brand, and she says it's like their generic brand, they're just like regular Sephora brand, and she says, and you know, it was kind of in a gloss stick, and so I'm mm-hmm. giving my listeners here a little tease, and she says, she says, I'm telling you, it won't move. She says, but I can't wait for the night to end where I can wash it off because it, oh. it's when it's on there, it's really on there. It's not this, like, luxurious, smooth-feeling, <laughs> supple lips. <laughs> it is. My lips are like cement right now, <laughs> and
3: that's great that they look I good. I painted but- them, and they are never yes. coming off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, you know, sometimes
2: yeah. there is a price to beauty, right? Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, I loved, the, yeah. I loved all the things that you shared here, Phil. So, it was, like, organic, um, you know, these mm-hmm. uh, subscription-type boxes, like Birch Box and, and Lust okay. Habit. And then, of course, the experience of these opportunities um and that brands are going more to social media than they are to you know traditional print or even tv type advertising so those are good all right well we're going to take a break now and when we come back um what i'm curious about for all my listeners is what is your who influences you where are you making your beauty decisions from is it from social media um, are you still buying the tried and true? Is it stuff you've been using for years on end because you can just count on it to to work for you? How experimental are you with um, some of your some of these beauty products and potential beauty treatments? Um, so, tweet me, Bonnie One. Bonnie let me know what your thoughts are on what influences you to buy these products. I'm sure Phil would like to know as well. Mm, this would be will some be. good research for you, Phil.
3: This will and keep me from getting thrown out of a store.
2: That's right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Bonnie Bonadeo1, tweet me there or send me a message on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Show, and we'll be
3: right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
1: Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Or call 877-319-2403. That's NAPEvents.com or 877-319-2403.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go. On iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes
1: App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Beauty Inside and Out. We are talking
2: about trends. And my guest, uh, Phil Chang from Hubba.com, the retail expert here, he's has shared with us... Uh, some really fascinating information. First of all, he shared that beauty in itself um, and cosmetics is $382 billion. And I loved mm. when you shared, Phil, that that a portion of that is now men buying uh, cosmetics and oh, yeah. beauty products. And then you mentioned, as we get, went into the second segment, that it was kind of Asian men more than anybody right now. So, mm. we're seeing a trend sure. that men are buying, but right now it seems to be more of the Asian mm. men but I have a feeling that's going to grow too. And um, I absolutely loved when you shared that organics uh, are coming back in because I did see a big trend on that. I also appreciate you sharing, though, that how that's defined is, can, can be very gray. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that the consumers are demanding more high quality, organic, vegan, cruelty free, all of those labels. I think they're demanding it, and I think you know, for those of you that are out there, that is beauty manufacturers and and creators um, of these beauty products, those are things you might want to look at as a as a very big trend. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so
3: yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, so some some really cool things. I, I think that you're gonna see the men's market start to grow. There, it's it's baby steps right now. So you'll see uh, some of the big guys, the L'Oréals and the Dove's of the world. They've just started on um, on us Neanderthals with uh, you know with with a little bit of face care, you know, because it used to be that that men, you know. Just uh, I, you know, if I shave my face, then my face has to be clean, right? And so there's there's kind of this regimen of teaching men basic face care, right? So how do you wash your face with a, a facial cleanser? And then uh, you know, introduce a scrub because guys uh, guys like feel and texture. So those little scrubby things will get guys interested in cleaning their face. And then as you go through it, you'll you'll see that the market will start to pick up and things like. Um, you know, uh, for eye fatigue and things like that, that'll that'll change because they'll start to men will start to realize like, hey, I have, have bags under my eyes, and I should I should probably uh, figure out how to how to fix those so I don't look so tired all the time. So you'll see some of those trends kind of pick up. Uh, and start to roll out. So,
2: Well, uh, I know that in yeah. uh, my relations with some of the MediSpas out there um, mm-hmm. and some of my, my advertisers and sponsors for the show as well, that there's a lot more men having these services mm-hmm. done. You know, the fillers, mm-hmm. the Botox, the mm-hmm. the facial, um, you know, microblading and all of that stuff. So, yeah. it's… It is growing. I'm 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 with you on that one, and and that's okay. Yeah. You know, I really think from a from a female perspective that we're fine with that. Like, we don't want the exclusive market on beauty. We want everybody to feel good and look good. And yeah, um, I and I really do see that that's going to be a growing category. And and I know when you talked about it in the first segment where it was like metallics and trend, mm-hmm. the metallic and chrome trend and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it's great when we see some of these. Uh, you know, decades, in a sense, some of the trends from previous decades kind of coming back to life. Yeah. With a little bit of a different flair. The problem is, is that, you know, just because I might have worn it in the 90s doesn't mean I should be wearing it in the
3: (laughs) 2017s. That's absolutely true.
2: So, you do have to kind of caution yourself and you have to find that what's what's that best natural beauty. You know, here's the thing. I know I can go crazy on my nails, Mm. um, but I stick to a particular, you know, what helps me to look best and most youthful in regards to my makeup. I'm not as trendy with my makeup um, as I can be with my nails and other accessories like, you know, gold coming back in. I'm loving the gold coming back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, those are all good. All right. So, share with us then some of these because you had said that there's some trends coming up and we can find them on Instagram. And which ones have you
3: noticed? Yeah. So some really cool ones to think about. So one, um, probably one of the biggest independent brands out there is called Two Faced. Uh, that's T-O-O faced. Uh, they have a great Instagram account with some just really, you know, to your point, right, of, of being able to see what from the '90s you should salvage and what should stay in the '90s? <laughs> uh, Two Faces, <laughs> Two Faces, really great for that. The other ones that are out there that are really cool. Lime Crime is another one um, that's lime is in the lemon, so Lime Crime, uh, Beligant, um, La Splash, Color Pop. There's there's a really neat trend in here as well that's starting to break out in terms of um, you know diversity and and kind of diverse um, you. know, diverse brands if you will so uh, beauty bakery is is built for african-american women and and uh they are exclusive and they're they're only on instagram and and uh and that's really cool as well uh which is a a really neat category that's starting to break what was the name Uh, of that one yeah it's called um beauty bakery oh okay yeah 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 and they're they're new and they're moving like crazy they are uh they literally do not they don't advertise anywhere else except for Instagram, and it it's really cool. They uh, they do a lot of, it's just a it's just a neat way to be able to communicate and uh, and be able to show, you know, again when when to use a color, when not to use a color, what makes sense, um, you know, that sort of thing, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so all of those are are really neat. They um, they do a great job of of just kind of showing context and, and what makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, and they use a lot of influencers, so it, it allows you to be able to, you know, be able to get context and, and get an expert opinion as well as someone who loves the product, right? Well, um, yeah,
2: because like I'm yeah. pulled up Two-Faced right now on Instagram and they have like 1.9 million followers, so they're oh doing something God. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, like that's the thing. I, I was in the office and I was looking at this and, and you can see the guys are, are kind of looking at me like, what are you looking at? Right. And, and all the women are like, Whoa, wait, go back. Don't, don't leave that <laughs> patient. I, I want to see what's going on there. Right. Like what are those colors Cos- and what's she doing? You know, and, yeah. um, which is really cool.
2: Cosmetic and shoes. We just can't help ourselves. <laughs>
3: right? I am crying. less of an expert at, you know what, actually that's one category that I don't really know that well. Uh, I know, I know some of the brands and shoes, but I, I don't, I got to say like women's shoes. I, I, I'm a shoe guy myself. I love shoes, but I, I don't quite get it yet. Um, but this is probably my next project is figure out shoes.
2: Yeah, I feel totally out of touch. I just pulled up Lime Crime Makeup, which I've never heard of before, and it's yeah. got 2.4 million followers. So, yeah, so these are these yeah. are some movers and shakers in, in trend-related uh, part of beauty here. Now, let's yeah. just step outside beauty just for right. a, a little bit before, before we have to close out this show. What else? Because Hub is not just about beauty and cosmetics. You have several different categories that people yeah. can – make those connections with. So yeah. what are some other things in other categories that you're seeing as trends?
3: Yeah. So we, uh, so we do, we do a lot of categories. We have about 25,000 brands, uh, 8,000 retailers, uh, somewhere to the tune of 4,000 influencers. Um, so, and and we, you know, our, our life is, is getting these guys connected to each other, making sure they're talking and doing things together. Um, some really, really neat trends out there is, these small brands that are, are starting to use influencers to, again, carry their business. So just like you would have a, you know, like Lime Crime, right, where Lime Crime has, you know, all these followers, they, uh, you know, small brands are starting to find influencers who, who understand the business, and they're starting to use them to be their loudspeaker. And so if you're a small brand, and you're curious on how to do that, you should definitely stop by Hubba.com and we can we can show you how to do that. They do a lot of, we do a lot of helping little brands announce their presence and, and be out there so that retailers understand who they are. Um, we're starting to see local, like national movements that look like lo- local movements. Uh, and so what I mean by that is, um, you know, a really neat brand that I talked to earlier this year called Portland Coffee, they are, they're coffee, and they're made in Portland. Uh, but they've they've taken that kind of local experience and made it a national one. So they're carried mm-hmm. by Safeway all over the place. And so when somebody buys that, they think, I'm buying local scene coffee out of Portland, but I could be in Boston when I buy it, or I could be in uh, New York when I buy it. And that is that is a thing because people want that boutique um you know, local experience. So they love that they can buy Portland coffee in New York, um, you know, cause that's that's a really neat thing, if that makes sense.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely.
3: Yeah. Um, the last thing is just, you know, that theme carries into the holiday. So this is going to be a crazy holiday. I think if you're a retailer, um, if you're an online retailer, your season has probably already begun or it's starting mm-hmm. to pick up. They think that uh, e commerce is going to grow you know, easily 10% or 12% for over last year in terms of online sales. Uh, I, I think you're going to see more because the trend you're seeing across the country right now is people shutting down for Thanksgiving, which essentially takes a chunk out of that Black Friday sales. But it doesn't mean that people aren't going to buy. People are going to be looking for deals and they're going to be looking to buy. And so that online experience, you can do that after you're semi toast from, from eating turkey. You can do that from your sofa and be able to buy products without having to go to the mall. So I think you're going to see the online market um, grow substantially. And then uh, I think if you're bricks and mortar, uh, December, you probably want to take a nap now before you get to December because it'll be <laughs> yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I I have found that each and every year I'm buying more and more online and going out mm-hmm. less and less. And, and, you know, it worries me to some degree, you know, based on the consumer buying habits, um, you know, what if I do need it right now and I want to go find mm-hmm. it? I mean, it's we're really becoming this online society that we don't need the brick and mortar stores and all these big stores, even like you know sports authorities and stuff like that, going out of yeah. business here.
3: Yeah,
2: it's you know, it's yeah. like wow, it's there that essence of going in, touching, feeling it, and walking out the door with it is uh, you know is really starting to fade away. But consumers are also demanding that. They want choices that they don't want to be sold, and they want it as mm-hmm. easeful as possible.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's uh, it's funny. I th- I think that bricks and mortar, the experience is just changing because I don't I don't think you see, I think you see the stores where you know they they used to bring in a lot of inventory and kind of leave it around. Um, and, and hope that you walk through the store. I think those are going away. I think what you're starting to see a whole lot more is you know the sense of um, customization, right? So if you come into a store, it has to be an experience. I, I'm the opposite end of that, like if you look at an Amazon, Amazon opened a store, where you could go in and look at the books, but you couldn't order them. You had to go online to order them. And the whole reason they <laughs> did that was just, you know, like some people still like, you know, they want to feel the book. They want to know that it feels good in their hand or that yeah. it's big enough that, you know, when you go they on a train, that you can hold it. They want to smell. I like smelling books. Like, <laughs> Me too. I have a lot of books in my house. So, yeah. uh, but, but, you know, so I think that stores are being gonna, are going to become more experiential and less about um. Yeah. Here's a shelf full of stuff. Come get it. And uh, you look at the beauty industry, and and Sephora has done such a great job. And so is they, Ulta. They, yeah, they
2: uh-huh. really have. They're yeah. they're two very strong powerhouses. And oh, yeah. um and it really they they do provide a great consumer experience. All right. So will you tell us how um how people can find out more about you so sure. you know if uh, you, you, however that looks like how can people yeah. connect with you yeah. Phil at Hubba.com and um, how can you serve them
3: you you can find me a whole bunch of ways so one is if you go to Hubba.com and go to the blog you will see articles from me about the uh, about retail and, and what's happening in retail I write a lot there um, you can reach me on Twitter I'm at I'm retail Phil on Twitter uh, you can reach me at our Facebook page at, at uh, Hubba our Facebook page um, or on Snapchat. I'm also on Snapchat at uh, Retail Phil as well. So any of those places, if you're um, a retailer, uh, reach out to me for sure. We can, we can show you how to find these cool brands and, uh, and get you hooked up with, with some really boutiquey stuff that, that'll make you look super cool with your consumer. And then uh, if you are a brand... Uh, come see me because one, I help retail brands every day with all sorts of stuff, and then two, Hubba will get you in front of you know all those retailers and influencers and and get you hooked up.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much for yeah. being with me today, Phil. I appreciate it, and I loved hearing about the trends. And uh, I'm sure the consumers are excited to hear about
3: them as well. Thanks, Bonnie. We I love being here, and uh, this is such a great conversation. I'm I'm so thankful to be able to do this with you
2: well perfect great well that's what we're about beauty inside and out is you know not just looking at the superficial part of beauty but also all of the parts of beauty from the inside so that we can always feel our best and you know join me next week because I have Prana Wellness and Health coming on so my friend Natasha is going to be introducing her new company and it's really it, it falls right into what we were talking about Phil it's all about this organic oh, yeah. um, approach to beauty and so she really her blog and her website is all about how do you take these everyday things that we're eating and use and um, turn it into beauty treatments. So she has a history of, it, it. Um, yeah. of being able to do that. She's got some great ideas and it c- certainly makes it fun to say, you know what, I'm going to throw this on my face tonight because it's in my refrigerator. So yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Maybe not necessarily all about the retail market, but certainly beauty for the consumers and uh, fun ideas to be able to share. So thanks for being with us today, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on Beauty Inside and Out. Remember, it's always about the BU in beauty.